You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, I didn't see you there. Oh well, today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon, Lady Pates as we call it. Andrew, what's Patreon? Uh, Patreon is a place where all of our biggest fans go and give us moolah. (laughs) (laughs) They give us some cheddar cheese. Give us some cheddar. Uh, but, uh, But on the real though, we have a bunch of extra perks and... In a literal second podcast that we, a shorter second podcast, but it is a second podcast that we do on Glee, um, Mm -hmm. which is... uh, It's going through some stuff. It's going to get interesting now, especially with what's hitting the news recently. (laughs) Well, with when this comes out, it's probably already gotten pretty spicy, so... (laughs) Oh boy! I'm excited. I'm I'm excited too because I haven't even looked into the scandals or anything yet. So you're gonna be uh, yeah. you're gonna be learning about it with me. It's gonna be fun. Leah Michelle, we're gonna tear her weave off. Let's go. Um, who's supporting us on Patreon, Andrew? Okay, we got Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lira, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, the Fantastic Just Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskier, Fire of September, Mina Maniri, Monica Thoreau. Brent Black, Haley Murray, Alice in Wonderland, B-Way Flicks, Nathaniel Stacy Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Luna Rocks 222, Irigale, Drew A. Whiter, Carrie Ahern, Christine Malmedel, Mezzanine Theater Diary, Mary Lou Choquette, and Nunnally, Cole Birchfield, Sam Caulfield, uh, John Vanells, Holy Stickality, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Julian Bach, Emily Grace, Andrew Van Barson, Emily Stack, Kyle M- Summers, uh, Mr. B, that's a that's a simple one. I like that. Uh, Janae C, Kyle, Christina, Francis, uh, Jessica A, and Skyler. Our most recent ones have listened to our request to please have simpler names. Um, honestly, I'm fine with the complicated ones because half the joke of this early stuff is just us completely fucking up every name. But these folks give us a little <laughs> extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries our episodes a day earlier, even earlier, come join us over at Patreon. Alright, Andrew, I think we've wasted enough of their time. Let's get on to the show! Ooh, baby. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I am Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing on this very fine day, Andrew? Oh, I'm talking about Jamie. Everyone's talking about Jamie. Everybody is talking about Jamie. Are you talking about Jamie? Have you seen the news 
everybody's talking about Janie. There's nothing else going on right now. Nothing Everybody is talking about Janie. Nothing else but <laughs> Janie. There is no horrible things going on in the world right now. Don't even turn on the news because I'm going to tell you right now. I know what it's they're talking about. It's all Jamie. It's all Jamie all the time because everybody is talking about Jamie. <laughs> That this is inappropriate, and there's some serious stuff going on right now. Yeah, like but, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Ja <laughs> Alright, we're going to talk this about Jamie for about an hour, so here we go. <laughs> Everybody's talking about Jamie. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Ch Everybody's Talking About Jamie is a musical with music by Dan Gillespie Sells and a book and lyrics by Tom McRae. The musical is inspired by the 2011 television documentary Jamie, Drag Queen at 16, directed by Jenny Popplewell. The musical follows a 16-year-old teenager as he overcomes prejudice, beats the bullies, and steps out of the darkness to become a drag queen. In May 2018, it was announced that the musical would be adapted into a feature film. In June 2019, it was announced that the film would be distributed by 20th Century Fox, a.k.a. Walt Disney Studios. It is scheduled to be released on October 23rd, 2020. I I'm a doubt that's going to happen. The film cast includes Max Hardwood as Jamie, Sarah Lancashire as Margaret, <laughs> Richard E. Grant as Hugo, and Shobna... Gulati as Ray. Others in the film cast include Lauren Patel, Leighton Williams, Sharon Horgan, Ralph Innerson, John McRae, Samuel Bottomley, Ramzan Mia, Zayn Al-Saruri, um, and Noah Legat. So that's just me giving a promo for the film, and honestly, that cast sounds incredible, especially Richard E. Grant as Hugo, like... That is such a ideal casting, and I hope they don't cut his song. And there's not very many songs in this. I imagine they wouldn't cut it. Yes, but my favorite song is literally sung by that character. Well, which song are you talking about that they, they would cut? Um, uh, the Legend of Loco Chanel. They can't. That they, one. I was going to say, they can't cut that song. That's like a major I part. Just, I, yeah, I want to see Richard E. Grant sing that, because that scene <laughs> is, like, the best. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit about Everybody's Talking About Jamie. What is the general plot, and your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, it's it's a relatively simple plot. It's just Jamie is, uh, 16 and lives with his two moms, sort of. They're not actually both his mom, I don't think. I don't really know how that how that relationship is. I works. think it's kind of like mom and aunt, like the friend yeah. that you call aunt. Yeah, like if I had kids, they called you Uncle Andrew. Like I'm sure that this show would never would not have shied away if they were a gay couple, lesbian couple, and I they never really explicitly said that, so I'm assuming they're not. Um, but he lives with his two moms. I'm gonna say that because why not? Um, <laughs> Just like how Full House had three dads. <laughs> exactly, he has, he has two moms. It's a Full House rules. Um, and his his jerk dad doesn't love him or something because he's a weirdo. Um. Well, no, <laughs> the jerk dad doesn't like him because he just can't relate to him. Like, there's nothing about him that he can connect to. Yeah. And then a lot of the school kids don't like him sometimes, but also they love him other times. And I don't really understand how that works, but 
it's it's like whatever. Um, and then he, I, he becomes a drag queen, and then everyone's happy. Everyone talks about him. The end. Now, how do you think? Like, what are your thoughts about this? Because it 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 reminds me a bit of Kinky Boots. You know that lower class kind of like lower middle class representation of drag queens and all that. Um, and I find that interesting and very fun. But what did you think? I think the Hugo character is the best drag character I've seen in a musical so far. He's so much fun. <laughs> and he's not played as a joke either. He is no. never played as a joke. He's just a guy that's funny who also does drag. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, and I like that a lot of the time he actually isn't in drag. And in fact, most of the show he isn't. Well, so um, is Jamie. Jamie's not in drag for most of the show either. Yeah, yeah, which is unlike like Kinky Boots where it's like they're only in drag the entire show. Pretty much. Uh, no, he he comes out and dresses normal. Yeah, but normal. it's like it's like a big moment when that happens, though. Whereas mm-hmm. whereas this, it's like when they go into drag, it's a big moment. So mm-hmm. so let me frame our situation a little bit, um, only because. I want to be clear of how, like, we do a musical theater podcast, but the greater community of drag is something big. Like, neither of us watch Drag Race. I don't even understand it, honestly. I don't, I'm not going to pretend I get it, because I don't. I get it. It's a lot about, um, it's a performative mood, as well as you get to appreciate dresses. I understand that aspect of it. I'm not going to pretend I understand the community, though. I'm not a part of it. I've never been a part of it, so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it is, I like looking into that world. Like, when I do catch Drag Race, I'm like, wow, that is a whole world. And I'd, I'd love to learn more about it, but I also feel like it kind of happened around me and I'm catching on too late, you know? Yeah, it's, I'm not going to pretend I have an interest in it, but I think that if you do have an interest in it, power to you. <laughs> and it's that's kind of the point of this story. Like, Never have you seen a story like this where you've seen the parents or at least the matriarch figure be so supportive of it. I also like the friend character who isn't like necessarily into it, but also isn't um, telling them that they shouldn't do it. And like, right. Her name's pretty and she is a Muslim, a practicing Muslim. She wears a hijab throughout the entire story, which for one thing, that is incredible to see in a musical. Finally, a role where someone doesn't have to like of they can wear a hijab and perform the role it is written specifically for that yep and i that makes me just so happy as i see it and they're a fully developed character with thoughts and opinions and things that fall out but they're also a very supportive figure and it's beautiful i i like a lot of the stuff in this and in the music is very fun as well which we'll get to of course mm-hmm. um it's a very bouncy show mm-hmm um, yes, and I think I said this to you, where I enjoy so many things about this show, but I don't know if I love the show altogether. It's, I would say this is, like, not a, uh, a thinking man's show by any means. This is kind I of mean, like, shut your brain off and enjoy kind of thing, in a way. But it's not in the way of Transformers. Like, there's arts and craft here. There oh, is, like, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's bad because of that, but it's like, you're you know... You're saying it's just fun first. Yeah, like, if you have, like, movies, you know, not everything's Citizen Kane, you have the Avengers as well, and, like, this is kind of like that, where it's just like, it's fun, but it's still good, but it's not like, you know, it's not like high art that I'm gonna be you know, writing a dissertation on, <laughs> you know? Like, yes, I get what you mean. 
Um, and I'm not even sure what it is about this. Um, I think it might just be the fact that it feels a little pedestrian, where I feel like musicals should kind of jump off the screen. And it makes a lot of sense that this was based on a documentary, because this kind of does have, like, a documentary feel. You, you know what it reminded me a lot of? I don't know if you've seen this movie. Um, uh, have you seen Fighting With Thy Family, directed by Stephen Merchant? I have not seen that. That's a, it's a good, it's a film very the, equivalent to this. Is that the WWE one? Yes, about this white girl from the, from like England that gets picked up for the WWE and like how she's <laughs> dragged to Florida. And it is a cute movie and like charming and like all that. And it feels very, it's very pedestrian, very lower middle class, much like this. And it's entertaining throughout and I would watch it again just like this, but I'm not going to be like, walk, run, don't walk to this, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, but, what you're trying to say is that everybody's talking about Jamie, but not for very long. Yes. <laughs> Everyone will be talking about Jamie during intermission, but maybe not once you get back to the car. <laughs> there. Yeah. I, I I think it's enjoyable, though, and if you haven't listened to it at the very least, there's some pretty fun songs. Mm-hmm. I think this honestly will work better as a movie than it does a musical. I know that's a wacky thing for me to say, but... I think as a movie, you can make the, um, the weird, uh, uh, weird, not weird, the, uh, like, you know how they do the, um, like, dream sequence with, uh, Loco Chanel and, like, they show her yes. story? You can make that really pop out, whereas on stage, it just kind of came across as, like... It happens. It happened, and you don't really get to see it, and the way they do it... I guess weird is the right word, and the way they do it is weird. Like, it's just kind of, he's telling the story, and that's... It's also happening next to him. Yeah, and I don't think I like it. I don't think I and, like that. I mean, well, that's a stagecraft thing that happens throughout it. Same with the mother character, when she has her number describing, like, her past... Her I dreamed a dream song and how my life has fallen apart. <laughs> like, there's, like, a little dance reenacting everything she's described. Like, that theatrical choice is valid, but I just don't like it. <laughs> You know, I think it would work better in a movie because then you can kind of do some editing with it and and show it in a more interesting way. Yeah, in a movie, you're given the appeal of flashbacks, like the to- cinematic tool of flashbacks. Yes, cinema invented time travel, and theater still hasn't perfected it. So, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, there is no like real tra- time traveling musical except for maybe Big Fish, but even that didn't do it very well. Back to the Future. It's coming. It doesn't look good. I, but, it's but it's coming. coming. We're gonna. No talk one about asked it. for it, but we're getting it anyway. You want to watch a a show where an old man and a little boy sing songs about time travel? <laughs> well, you're getting it anyway. I think they're cashing in on on the popularity of Rick and Morty. They're a little late I, though. <laughs> Rick and Morty's already jumped the shark. They jumped the shark in season three. They jumped the shark is <laughs> with the Szechuan sauce. Yeah, that was season three. Was that? I don't know. That was I, the first. That was the first episode. Enjoying it. That was the first episode of season three. Hmm. All right. So Jamie is one of these characters. He reminds me a lot of Paddington a bit, like how he just kind of interrupts people's lives and brings about positive energy and not much more. Are you talking like Paddington Bear? Yes, Paddington Bear. Jamie doesn't wear suspenders or Neither overalls. Neither does Paddington Bear. Doesn't he wear overalls? No, he wears like a red coat and pants. He wears a red coat? Who am I thinking of that wears overalls? Corduroy? 
Corduroy. I love corduroy. <laughs> Paddington Bear is someone different. Paddington Bear, Corduroy, and Winnie the Pooh need to do a crossover. And a three-way. Well, that's part of the crossover. <laughs> they cross over each other. Oh, bother. My stuff and fluff. Uh, but no, um, I think that's good. The only thing that about Jamie, or, or like only one scene that kind of strikes me, and you texted me about this during it, was he drops the R slur and then everyone cheers. <laughs> that was a weird scene. <laughs> I was just wondering when this came out, because I think that that wasn't even really a thing until a couple of years ago. Well, no, I mean, this came out too late for that. It came out in 2017. Oh, okay, yeah, then they should they should have It's too probably... damn late. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Although, it's based on a documentary that came out when? Maybe this just is like an actual 2011. Thing. Maybe that was just like an actual thing that happened and they just wanted to, uh... You know, you can, Integrity. You <laughs> and you know, in real life, they didn't sing either. That's true. I think you could have taken it out. But no, we didn't even talk about the main conflict of the story yet. Oh yeah, what's the main conflict of the story, Jess? Basically, Jamie wants to go to his prom in a dress and a gown and drag. And everyone at the school, well, not the kids, because the kids really don't give a shit. Um, but Except the teacher for like in one, this... one kid who for some reason cares. Yeah, because he's a bully. He's a teen bully. He's a bully. He's a big me. You're just a big, big bully. You're a big me. But, <laughs> but yeah, the teachers aren't going to let Jamie dress in drag. And he's, they've written to his mom and his mom's like, I don't see, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. If the girls can wear a dress, why can't the boys wear a dress? I mean, that's basically it. I bet if you had like this Irish kid who wanted to wear a kilt, it would have been fine. Irish? Scottish. Scottish. You're right. <laughs> oh my God. I've messed up. He's messed up. He's gone. I've been canceled. Passed over the rails. Doesn't even understand racial stereotypes, ethnic stereotypes, nation stereotypes. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, what have I done, Andrew? Uh, I don't know. You didn't. But no. And then, and then, how does that story all resolve itself? How does that resolve itself? Well, he just goes. To the, he just goes to the prom in a dress, and he's like, "Fuck you, teacher. You're a piece of shit." And then all those, <laughs> then basically every one of his classmates refuses to go in until they let Jamie go in the way he is. And it's a beautiful moment. It really is. This is like a stream of positivity, the the musical. You, you missed the part. One. You missed the part where he calls the teacher the R word at the end. And then, then all everyone in, in the school cheers. And it's like, <laughs> great job, Jamie. You can go to prom now. <laughs> there was the time there was a hate crime in the middle of act two like where he gets like drunk on cider and three boys beat the shit out of him there's some like random stuff that seems to happen <laughs> i feel like they just needed some dark plotting in act two and they just didn't know what to do this show has some real big act two problems and you know how i'd fix them trim it trim the shit out and then make this an hour and a half um and make it a one act Trim the shit out, make it an hour and a half, and then release it in movie theaters. Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> think that might be the best thing for it. Um, oh my goodness. There's the whole thing with his dad, which I feel like didn't even really need to be in here. I get it, but... It's uh, just kind, it of kind of a downer. It's just down. Yeah, for, what, for such a positive <laughs> musical, it does feel out of place. I guess you have to show that there's going to be some people that won't support you when you want to do things like this. Um, but, like, you already got the teacher, and you already have the bully kid. Like, do we really need to have the dad be in there as well? And I don't know. 
I mean, that's that's basically where I sit on this. Like, we have enough conflicts and bumps in the road to this narrative. Maybe it's because it came from the documentary, and I apologize for not doing my due diligence to watch it, but maybe that was just a piece of the documentary that they felt like they couldn't cut out, or maybe it's just a... They just felt like they needed that representation of the parental figure that doesn't approve. But then again, there's so many pieces of media where that exists. And I was really appreciating that this had like parent figures that were so approving and buying him high heels for Christmas and all that or birthday. Yeah. And I don't really understand why, like the mother with the lying about the dad buying the dress, like just weird. Like, right. Like, like Jamie's not going to find out about that. Like, I don't know. It's the whole, like, liar revealed kind of thing going on, which is just kind of yeah. lame. <laughs> Maybe it was to characterize the mom character a bit more, because I do like her song number about her past, but I think we can have that without ever seeing the dad. I feel like you could still have the dad plotline without ever seeing him. I feel like that would be a good way to kind of have your cake and eat it, too. Don't even give him the power of having a character on stage. Well, it's just, it's almost, like, unnecessary, and you have to get an actor for it and everything, and he's really only in, like, two scenes. Right. And Jamie already <laughs> has a really good father figure in uh, Hugo. Yeah. Who I think, is wonderful. I understood why they did it, because it's a really cliche plot, and it's probably in the documentary somewhere, um, but it really feels I mean, cliche. It's not a cliche. It's it not feels... a cliche plot, because it, it does reflect reality. It's just I kind of wanted this to well, reflect the fun story that they're trying to tell. <laughs> I get that it reflects reality, but it, it's been done a lot. So it is sort of cliche. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I kind of like the conclusion that this story comes to, if that makes sense, where we build up, like, Jamie comes up with this drag persona of me, 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 like, and it's cute and, like, all that. It's a really dumb name. He should come up with a better name, by the way. I mean, you can't fight with Loco Chanel. That's a brilliant name. Yeah, but me, me, me? It's three me's. That's a better name, three me? Three me! <laughs> Shit, we did it, guys! <laughs> um, but in the end, like, he wanted to go as his drag persona, and then Hugo's like, no, your drag persona is just for fun. You've got to be you, eventually. And that's when he comes as himself just in a dress for prom. Which is also just this brilliantly simple idea that really is effective, for me at least. Yeah, okay. He's only 16, right? Right. Do they not serve alcohol at these drag bars or um london's a different world that's true i was gonna say they wouldn't even let me perform i was in like a, a metal band when i was 16 ish and they wouldn't let me perform in any bars that served alcohol <laughs> um basically in the uk it ranges like it's 18 in england and it's 16 in paris like all over it the world 14 year olds may enter a pub unaccompanied by an adult if they order a meal like that's it it has different rules than we just Par paris isn't in the uk did you not know this i was just reading what i saw when i typed in drinking age in the uk <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe there's a different paris like paris texas <laughs> uh, is paris in the yuck the yuck all right, we're doing intense research on what is the UK. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Jess, the basic answer. Jess, the UK is England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Okay. 
It says it left in 2020. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know we've got a lot of people. Mina Miniri, come on down and explain, mansplain the yuck to us. Womensplain. Yeah. I want to go into a mid-show announcement. Sure. Welcome to our mid-show announcement. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors on Patreon. Um, <clears throat> our current patrons are Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lear, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, the fantastic Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskier, Fire of September, Mina Maniri, Monica Thruo, uh, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Alice in Wonderland, B-Way Flicks, Nathaniel Stacy Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Luna Rocks 222, Irigail Drouet, Wider, Carrie Ahern, Christine Malmadel, Mezzanine Theater Diary, Mary Lou Choquette, Anne Nunnally, Cole Birchfield, Sam Caulfield, John Vinales, Holy Stacality, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Julian Bach, Emily Grace, Andrew Van Barson, Emily Stack, Kyle Summers, Mr. B., Janae C, Kyle, hi Kyle, uh, Christina Francis, Jessica A, and Skyler. They give us a little extra financial support that helps keep the lights here on. Jess, what is this script? What What is this? Keeps the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you would like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks like Patreon-only commentaries, our episodes a day early or even earlier, come join in on Patreon and, uh, be sure to check out the Glee podcast where um, we torture ourselves for your entertainment. Our tears are salty and sweet, and you will enjoy lapping them up, I'm sure. Hey, Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. 
That code, Musicals50, at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana too. You'll you'll be in Moana 3 and 4 thanks to Factor. (laughs) So go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, Forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the New York. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, To my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana 2. You'll you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. (laughs) 
So go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. There's a clock on the wall and it's moving too slow. It's got hours to kill and a lifetime to go. And I'm holding my breath till I hear the last bell. Then I'm coming out hard and I'm giving him hell. I'm a superstar and you don't even know it. In a wonder bra and you don't even know it. You're so blah blah and you don't even know it. I'm like au revoir and you don't even know it. There's a path I planned to the promised land. You won't understand. Cause you're my back in band. And it's the Jenny show. Cause you're mess so so. And I kinda slow. And I'm go, go, go. What do you think of the opening number and you didn't know it? And you didn't even know it. I think it's interesting. I like the uh, the career day thing. It's kind of, it reminds me of something they would do in like a children's cartoon. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's fun. I don't know. I think, I think it's a real cute scene. And it really shows how different Jamie is from the entire rest of his classmates. Yeah. Can we just mention that none of the people look like they're 16 at all? Like, not even close. Yeah, I mean, Jamie is the closest looking, but I get you. He looks like maybe 18 or 20. I mean, fair enough. Um, fun fact, um, so Richard E. Grant, as we said, is playing Hugo in the film. John McRae, who played Jamie in the recorded production, will be playing the younger version of Loco Chanel <laughs> in the movie. And I think that's pretty great. See, that's fun. That's I like that. I hope this movie's good. Um, but this is a great opening number, fun. Um, I wish it was more of an ensemble than a solo because we basically get, like, two solos. Like, we get the intro song and the I Want song right right next to each other. And I feel like you can start solo, but then you got to bring the chorus in and bring the ensemble in and make it a big old thing. Especially when the framing, like, the scene is an ensemble. So it's a right. weird that they're just not going to use it to its fullest or it could have been a scene like you know miracle from matilda yes where you set up like all like what the usual kids what the boring kids like my mom once says i'm a miracle then it comes to jamie and she then he's like and you don't even know it and you don't even know it and then you bring that in yeah and then like how much cooler he is than the other kids so much cooler because he's gonna be a, a truck driver better than a truck driver he's gonna be a drag queen it, that drives trucks. Yeah, I mean, if he wants. Yeah, that's what Career Day said, and I trust Career Day. That's why Andrew works at a bank right now. I work at a bank because Alexander Hamilton told me to. Yeah, he loves the bank so much he'll fuck them. Yeah, he loves banking. Almost as much as he loves other men's wives. Oh, no! I love banking other men's wives. Yes, just like Alexander Hamilton. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to make a deposit. That it's your is, wife's vagina. Is that a funny joke? Is that hilarious? Did everyone laugh? I really hope so. All right, all right. <laughs> and you don't even know it is a really great song, and I have a lot of fun listening to it. Yes. She was the sweetest thing you'd ever seen. Raised on a cattle ranch in Southie Green. She was a beauty queen of seven and nine. 
and spend her summers on the Greyhound line. But she knew that every queen must have a crown, so she set off to a place called London Town, where streets are paved with gold and liquid dreams, and magpies come together all that gleams. A simple girl, she never traveled far, but in her heart there burned a simple star. She'd hit him hard and swore she'd give him hell The legend of Now we got to talk about the best song in the entire show The Legend of Loco Chanel Yeah Tell me what happens in the song, please, Andrew Well, they got, it's like Trying to figure out what to even describe the Like, musical choices as It feels almost like Latin-y Like, a, like Santana kind of thing but like right. more, more poppy, although some of that is poppy. But it's it's got that going on, and Hugo is just singing about Loco Chanel, who I don't think is it, when this is sung. It's not revealed that he is Loco Chanel yet. No, but you get the vibe that he is. But you, the audience knows. But yeah, we all kind of know. But he's not literally singing about himself in that manner. I think he's more describing, like, the fantasy drag persona of Loco Chanel. Yes, and that is very cool. And I'm wondering how much of that is meant to have actually occurred, and how much of that is just total made up from him. Well, he later admits that he made most of it up. He does, but I'm wondering which parts of it he made up. <laughs> now that I think about it, is be having a drag persona, like, being a superhero... <laughs> Because you could just make up whatever you want, and it's like having a secret identity. No, it's not like that. Because when you're Why? a suit, when you're a superhero, it's all real, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I know a ton of real superheroes, right? Right in my hometown of Detroit. Me, what's I'm your, a I'm a superhero. What, what's your What's your superpower? My superpower is banking. Working at a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to. Re I've been desperately trying to remember how that Mary Poppins song about banking goes, but I literally can't remember how it goes. When you invest your toppings <laughs> soundly in the bank, safe <laughs> and sound. It's like the worst song in the whole show, but... <laughs> Fidelity fiduciary banks. Yeah. I what just want to I just wanna sing that to every customer that, that comes in. <laughs> the best part is like the sequel movie treats the banks as like all oh, these jolly good things and there's only a few bad apples Colin Firth that are gonna ruin the banks but the banks love you banks are great and Disney knows that because Disney has a lot of money <laughs> and that means they're in a lot of banks Disney has more money than most banks probably have so <sighs> Disney has more money than all the banks put together Disney has more money than they need. Disney is a horrible shell corporation that supports the Trump administration. <laughs> who are also distributing everybody's talking about Jamie. When you wish upon a star, <laughs> we will hit you with our car. All right, uh, let's go on. Let's go on. That you wear if you're a guy boots. Everybody's talking about you. 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 
Everybody's talking about Jamie. Let's talk about that. Everyone's talking about Jamie is such a good song, and it is iconic immediately. Like as you're listening to it, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is what I want to be listening to. It summarizes yeah. the entire feel musically, emotionally, and overall thematically of the entire piece. It's very catchy, very poppy, very bouncy. Um, it's just really fun. And I mean, I guess we could talk about what it's about, but it's really not about anything. It's about. It's basically the rumor mill of jamie like and everything he's been up to it's just kind of weird because the rumor mill according to this song is that everybody loves jamie but then act two is just all full of this bad stuff happening it's like just something is weird well maybe it just goes to show there's more to your life than just getting acceptance from the people at school it's true but the people at his school are some of the people that are not accepting him so well one person there's just the bully kid that, does it? Does he and the bully kid go and do a dance at the end? Yes, they dance together at the end. It's is just bully like kid, Lee. Is bully kid supposed to be closet gay guy? Maybe it's implied, but not directly said. Are they trying to do like a? I'm trying to remember a famous homophobe that is also gay. Lindsey like, Graham. Lindsey Graham. Are they trying to do that? Yeah, they're trying to pull Lindsey Graham here. <laughs> I hope that joke's still relevant by the time this gets posted. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Do you know what happened there? With Lindsey Graham? Yeah. Uh, didn't they find him in a bathroom or something? No, no, no. Lindsey Graham is currently um, the head of the whatever in the Trump administration, and apparently he's like really well known in the male escort community, despite putting in place a bunch of anti-LGBT laws. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun to kind of watch play out. Either way, let, let's move on. And Moving on. I've seen a light that's shining bright, and it's been brighter than a new. Oh, it's a light that passed me by, and it shines right from you, my Let's talk about My Man, Your Boy, which is just a cute song. I think this is a fun, little cute, like, emotionally, like, palatable song. Uh, what was this one about? Between Jamie and his mama. Oh, yeah. This is, like, the sort of an emotional number-ish, but... I mean, I mean, Andrew doesn't have emotions. I don't have emotions, really. It's basically when Jamie and Margaret get back together as a family and realize that they both kind of did wrong and they apologize to one another. It's an emotionally palatable song, like, between two people that genuinely love each other and support each other that just had an argument. It's like when you and I fight. Exactly. And you and I just tongue kiss until we're all better. 
Yeah, I feel like I didn't remember this song very well because this is like the this is the conclusion of the big like liar plot where. Yeah, which I know you didn't love. It was kind of lame. Doug was, Walker over here hating his liar revealed subplots. It's true though. If if Doug Walker was right about a single thing, it's that that plot kind of sucks. <laughs> Uh, Andrew's defending Doug Walker, folks. I'm not defending Doug Walker. I'm defending that single opinion that he had. You're actually going to say the wall was overrated. I've never seen the wall. I have no idea. Pink Floyd, I think Pink Floyd as a whole is maybe a little overrated, but whatever. <laughs> He's going to call the wall pretentious. It's not pretentious. It's psychedelic. <laughs> it's Pink Floyd. Uh, all right, Andrew. I got some questions for you. We haven't done this in a while, but I feel like this musical is very apt for it. Okay. How would you Muppetize? Everybody's talking about Jamie. Okay. Um, geez, this is a kind of a tough one, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of roles here, but it's hard to pick who would go where. Jamie is Gonzo. See, I would have guessed Kermit, but continue. I feel like Gonzo has already had these kind of uh, learning to accept who you are and that you're different from other people kind of plots. Yeah, I get that. So I can see that. So I can see it working with that. Although I don't think I'd want to hear Gonzo sing any of these songs. Um, but And you don't even know it! <laughs> so maybe we could do Kermit instead. But it's a... And you don't even know it! I don't know. Uh, okay, Hugo slash loco chanel that has to be fozzy right no i think that has to be a guest maybe yeah <laughs> just keep richard e grant from the movie yeah because <laughs> that's just too perfect of casting who could pretty be i don't want to call it miss piggy because that i mean that's the only main muppet female i think that's another it's guest. actually not there's uh the other the bass player who yeah, is no one janet. knows her name janet. janet yeah i know her name fuck you I, I think Miss, <laughs> Miss Piggy should be the mom. Um. Okay. And who and is uh actually maybe Miss Piggy with with uh with Janet could be good. Is it Janet or Janet? yes? Janet Janet would be Janice. I think her name. J Janice. Would that's be, what it was. Would be the late lady friend, the aunt. Yes, I could see that being good. That would work. Uh, that we leaves don't have us, a role for pretty. Nothing for pretty because. The Muppets are... What if all the classmates are just humans and then a Gonzo? <laughs> Actually, I could see that. And then Kermit is the teacher that's like, No, you are not going to be wearing a dress! Oh! Kermit can't be the bad guy. I mean, he kind of is. He wants structure and security in his Muppet show. What if, um, what if the teacher is Stadler and then the bully kid is Walt? <laughs> <laughs> What if, what if the dad? No, I was I was about to suggest the, the bully is, be a chicken. What if the dad is both Statler and Waldorf? Yes, <laughs> and he literally goes to the drag show and heckles him. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Um, no son of mine would wear a dress. No son of mine would have a nose like that. Oh! <laughs> Oh, man. That could be kind of funny. <laughs> Guys, cancel the movie. Bring the Muppets in. Why is there so few female Muppets? Every time we do this, I'm yeah. like, what is, what is with that? You know what? I have a theory. I think when, when 
Jim Henson was making the Muppets. He didn't consider them male or female. They're they're agender. I've never seen Kermit's dick. You're right. They don't have legs always. And <laughs> yeah, to clarify, that. they don't have genitals ever. I don't know. Um, we saw that Gonzo had nipples in the Muppet Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but Gonzo is. I don't know, what is Gonzo? He's like an alien. He's an alien if you watch Muppets from Space. Yeah, I don't think that's canon, though, because no one likes that one. I kind of <laughs> like that movie as a thing. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> there's a lot of good things in that movie. Look, I want to see I want to see Gonzo go to a prom in a dress. That's all I'm saying. I feel like Gonzo would be the one most likely to want to be in a dress, like, and want to be accepted. Absolutely. Gonzo is that kind of person. Gonzo is a total Jamie. Yeah, everybody's talking about Gonzo. It even fits. <laughs> it even fits. <laughs> okay, can we get more girl Muppets, please? Yes, please. Disney, if you're going to do anything, make more girl Muppets. Yeah. Um, because honestly, there's a gender disparity in the Muppets, and no one's called them out on it. I think part of it was that they made it in the 70s, and it was like two guys, mostly, that did all the voices. So, mm-hmm. to well, be fair... <laughs> Jim's wife was very much involved in it um, until he started cheating on her serially. Oops. But, well, well, he just saw her as the one that raised his child, not like a life partner. Jim Henson was a weird guy. Camilla, she's a she's a chicken. Oh yeah, and Gonzo. Actually, a chicken being uh being pretty would be funny. I'm not saying that that is a appropriate role. But if we're going to Muppetize the entire thing, I think that would be kind of funny if Jamie is Gonzo. Yes. Um, wow, there is not... Do you even remember Denise from the most recent Muppet show? No. Girl it's Muppets. Like, no, I'm on it. Like, literally, it's on the Muppet Wiki. Recurring female Muppets. Number one is Miss Piggy. Number two is Annie Sue. And number three is Camilla the Chicken. Miss Piggy, Camilla the Chicken, Annie Sue Pig, Denise the M- Pig. What about Emily, um, Fozzie's mom? And there is a serious lack of female Muppets. I agree. Guys, I will say, where's the Muppets? I will say Janice is kind of one of my favorite Muppets. Just in general? Yeah. I like all the Electric Mayhem guys. What about Nanny from... Does she count as a Muppet from the Muppet Babies? It looks like there is a lot of more minor character Muppets that are just not as well known. <sighs> but, yeah, I agree with uh, more more female Muppets. Yes, give us more female Muppets or else we're going to protest every Muppet movie. Astoria is the wife of Waldorf who appeared just once in the Muppet show. What? Her physical, Sta- her physical appearance resembles that of Statler in drag. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So Waldorf is married to to someone that looks exactly like Statler in drag. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Which is kind of funny just in itself. <laughs> Alright guys, that's enough Muppet talk. Andrew, what is your overall thoughts on everybody's talking about Jamie and your cheese rating? Everybody's talking about Jamie is very fun. And it has very uh, fun to listen to soundtrack. Um... Catchy. Catchy soundtrack, I'll say that. Listen to it. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, it is a great cast album. Um, I think the movie is gonna be better than the broad or the stage show. Um, potentially. I could see a very I could see a very good movie coming out of this. A very interesting movie coming out of this. 
Maybe a bad movie coming out of this. I could see a lot of different types of movies coming out of this. I don't think it could be that bad. I think if you keep it cheap and you just lean into the like more intimate style, cut a bunch of the songs, cut a lot of Act 2 out, I think we're good. Give me some camp with it. I want some camp. I mean, there's camp in it. It's just, you know, not our kind of camp. Not our cheesy camp. Yeah. All right. And What's your cheese rating? As far as cheese, I'm going to give it um, some mozzarella cheese wrapped in that bright red wax, you know? Like, really good cheese, and it's all dressed up and ready ready for the ready for the prom. <laughs> all right. Um, I thought everything everybody's talking about Jamie is a charming musical. Um, I think it's still not perfect. It's... I don't want to say it's got holes in it, but I feel like I like a lot of things it's doing. I don't like the whole thing altogether as much as the parts of it, if that makes sense. And I know that sounds a little petty of me, especially how glowing I was about Kinky Boots, but really, I just I feel like something's a little too pedestrian about this for a stage version, where I think it'll work amazing as a film. So as it is, I am going to give this... Evan Load Cheese, a semi-soft with washed rind and some light gray and white natural evolving molds. There is a light lactic tang with the buttery breakdown just under the rind. The center of the cheese is quite flaky, flavors of fresh yogurt, one young becoming richer with more aromic and savory mossy tastes as it ages. Perfect with a pale ale or wheat beer, specifically from La Fromagerie, found in the United Kingdom. What did you say? I kind of fell asleep after the first word you, you spoke. You know who's definitely still here? <laughs> Our wonderful patrons! Thank you guys for listening. Please love us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Give us reviews. We need more reviews. Give us the reviews. Yeah. Um, we yeah, love we're you. Also we're also on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals, our Patreon Musicals with Cheese. Give us some love. We got a Glee podcast there. Um, Instagram Musicals with Cheese. Mm, mm. Our YouTube page Musicals with Cheese. Um, email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our title card was created by the amazing Jolene Casco. Go follow her at Jolene Casco. All right, Andrew, is there anything else you want to say? Defund the police. Defund the police. <laughs> Embrace the revolution. We did it. Arrest all police officers. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. We need Every to lo- police officer is bad. A cab. We need to lower the arrest rate, not raise it, Jess. <laughs> Let them see how they like it. Minimum of 25 years for their first charge because you know they're assholes. Yeah. Uh, deprivatize the prison system. That's also part of the problem. Um, yeah. And you know what? Just go protest. But stay safe. Remember, coronavirus still exists though. So. You know, keep 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 yourself a distance. Yeah, I mean, donate if you can't protest. All right, all right. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Gapone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.